Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Biff Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Me, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Mr. Adam Shear. How's it going, Adam? I'm doing awesome, Jerry. I'm feeling really inspired to put my knowledge into action today. <laughs> ah, excellent, excellent, inspiring. Well, I think we have the perfect guest uh, for that today, Adam. Uh, we have the wonderful Hannah Moore on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us, Hannah. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, we're really excited to have you too because. Um, you know, we refer students, uh, to your programs all the time, and it's great to just kind of bring your knowledge to a, a wider audience and kind of let some of our students who are, you know, maybe finished with the exam and looking to get some of that much needed experience under their belts, uh, letting them know about a couple of the programs out there that kind of help them jumpstart that. So really excited to have you on the cast today. Yes. Yeah, so there's so much, so much to dive into. Yeah, definitely. So uh, for our students who don't know you, uh, you run uh, Amplified Planning uh, mm -hmm. is your firm, but then you also are you know very closely uh, partnered with uh, the FPA, Financial Planners Association, which in turn is very closely partnered with the CFP board. <laughs> uh, and you run their externship program. And we just wanted to kind of get it straight from your mouth, you know, what that program's all about and how it can uh, help our students you know, get some of those, you know, long experience hours under their belt that they need in order to fully qualify for the CFP. Absolutely. Well, if it's okay, I can kind of tell you how it yeah. got started because I think it gives a lot of context to this. Uh, so uh, we were, my husband and I were consultants for FPA and we're working with them um, on all of their new planner initiatives. So next gen, all the things, all things new planner. So really living in that world um, because I'm a financial planner and I experienced what so many people did. And I was like, Hey, there has to be a better way. And so really kind of invested in that. Well, early 2020, we start hearing rumblings of, you know, this virus going or I don't even know, was it a virus? Yeah. Uh, COVID <laughs> happening in like this pandemic. And so FP kind of, they built out these, um, oh, I forget, a crisis response teams have been basically saying, how could we help the financial planning community? And so this started and I was like, in the first couple of meetings, I'm like, y'all are over exaggerating it. Like there's no way this shuts things down. Clearly I was wrong. <laughs> uh, but what was interesting is in these meetings and just listening to the financial planning community, we started hearing murmurs of students losing their internships. And then we started hearing professors saying, oh my gosh, my students are losing their internships. It's required to graduate. We don't know what to do. How, and, and, and internships are such a important developmental step kind of in your, somebody's journey to a profession, to being a professional and in this, in this space. And so we started kind of playing around with some ideas of like, Hey, like, could we do something like, is this could be the place where we could help uh, students, you know, financial planners, help the larger financial planning community. And so we tossed around some ideas of like, well, maybe we can connect these students with FPA member firms. And then we realized no firm knew what to do. They were all figuring out how do we not be, meet in the office, right? And so we ran a couple of focus groups with students. And we said, what is it that you're looking for in an internship? Why is an internship important to you? And so we got this whole list of things. And we realized, obviously, right off the bat, that there is no way that we could replace that in-person experience. Like, there's just no way, right? Mm -hmm. There's something really valuable about walking into an office, talking to somebody. But then we started looking at this list and said, okay, 
everything below that, we think we could maybe even do better and at scale. And so we sat down and my husband, Charlie works with me full time on all this. He has an education background as well as a film and digital media background. And we said, okay, what if we crazy idea, what if we put on an internship this summer? And so we sat down and mapped it out, assuming that we were going to be working with juniors and seniors who are kind of financial planner majors who had experience. We said, let's create this experience for them. And we said, okay, let's go, let's do this. Um, (laughs) We started talking to some partners who were kind of on board with this from the day we decided to go. Um, so, so before even the announcements, it was three months and a week before the end of the program. So we often joke that we like launched this rocket ship and built it as we were going up. So it's a little bit crazy, <clears throat> but we opened up, we had registration open up for three weeks. We had over 1900 people sign up. Now it was a wow. free program. It was, it went viral basically. And yeah. Reddit, Reddit was one of our biggest referral source, which is yep. like, how crazy is that? Um, but we were a solution. I had university career centers calling me from all over the country, basically saying, you know, this person who said he's a member of this association sent us this. I had no idea who that person was, sent us this program. <laughs> and it was one of the coolest experiences of seeing the financial planning community really rally around students and professors to really make this possible. Now I say that 1900 number, it was a free account. So a lot of people were just like, Hey, if it's free, let me throw my email in. We had about 1100 people who really took the program. In that three weeks of registration opening, what we realized was we started seeing that we thought we were just going to get juniors and seniors in college. That's not who we were getting. Mm -hmm. We were getting high school students. We were getting lots of career changers. That's actually my biggest surprise with all of this. Tons of career changers. We were getting people early in their college journey. We were getting people who were like, I've never taken a financial planning class. Kind of curious about this. Not sure if this is going to be my major or not. And so, and then we were getting people who were already in financial planning, who weren't exactly happy with their job or didn't feel like they were getting the training that they were needed. Mm -hmm. And so once we saw that, we actually went back to the drawing board and rebuilt the externship, um, knowing that we were because we had built it assuming that there was going to be a baseline of knowledge and realizing, okay, there's not going to be that. How can we restructure this? So that's kind of how the externship got started. Um, mm-hmm. We've now gone through four iterations, four years of this. The externship you know, obviously filled a need in COVID of an internship replacement. And what we're now seeing is the trend of um, well, a couple of things. One, it's an entry point to financial planning. So we're seeing a lot of people just do it because they're like, I need this knowledge. Like this is something that I need. Um, we're also seeing firms using it as a supplement to their existing internship, which is a really cool trend that we're, we're seeing as well. Um, so that's kind of how the, the externship got started. Uh, when we look at what's in this program, one of the coolest things, there's so many cool things about this, is how many people contribute to this. So what I never want this program to be is, this is how Hannah says to do things, so this is the way I do it. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of the externship is to show a variety of voices, a variety of ways to do financial planning, because a lot of people come into this and have kind of a one-dimensional view of what this is. We want to take that one-dimensional view and open it up into a three-dimensional view of what financial planning is. So we bring in three experts each week who talk about a specific area of financial planning. So we're talking cash flow planning, investment planning. We do college planning uh, and student loan planning. We do retirement planning. A lot of those big CFP topics that you have, in fact, all the CFP topics are covered. And we bring in three different experts who work three different ways with three different client bases. And so they come in and they share, how do they do it? They share deliverables. You get to see how 
like, yeah, we learn investments one way, but it's played out very differently at different firms. People get to see that, see that. And, and that's really helpful. We partner with a lot of technology. So all the students are getting technology access. We're doing a lot of training in e-money. And we did, I mean, this year we did Morningstar, Redtail, uh, Income Lab, Asset Map, where students are actually getting access to these softwares and getting to play in them and not just play with them. We're actually giving them assignments. Um, so we, second year we added in my client meetings. And so they're getting to watch the client meetings and then doing the work tied to that client meeting in the software mm-hmm. it's because it's one thing to learn it. And it's one thing to like answer a multiple choice question, which we have them do that as well, but, but to actually get in there and do it and be like, Oh, this is what it looks like in practice. Yeah. So And then we pack a bunch of other stuff in the externship from live office hours with those experts. They can ask them about their career path. They can ask how they're finding clients. They can ask them these questions. Um, And then we will bring in different specializations. So like this year, we had somebody talk about special needs planning and what does she do related to that? We'll have people talk about working with widows or business owners, or we'll bring in all these really different aspects to really show people I mean, my hope at the end of the externship is somebody knows one, if this is a career for them, um, because if they go through this and like, I hate this, then maybe this isn't the career for them. And that's a win too, right? Mm-hmm. To know if this is a career for them, but then if it is, where do they want to land? And and really kind of helping them give that framework, that roadmap of saying, here's all the different areas. Here's this area that you might want to explore. And like, that's, gosh, that's such good information if you're starting your career in this space. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like it's a kind of a jumpstart package, uh, especially career changers. I send career changers uh, Mm -hmm. to you guys all the time because they really struggle with, well, how do I get my foot in the door? How do I get that experience? Uh, You know, how do I get firms to pay attention to me? Then, you know, actually see me as a valued representative. (laughs) Well, and we're finding, and again, a lot of this is anecdotal, so I don't have like the hard data behind this, Um, but we're having, I mean, we had somebody come into the externship this year and she was like, I had to do this because I went to a conference and two separate like owners of firms told me on different occasions that they only hire people if they've done the externship. And we're like, oh, wow. (laughs) Like really, (laughs) you know, but because what we're finding and what we're hearing, especially from people who are getting jobs after going through the externship is like, you get the e-money, you get the e-money certificate, like you can um, do that process, but we're also giving all this other training. And so they're able to hit the ground running in the way that other candidates can't. They're able to say like, oh yeah, I know how to enter all this data. I've, I've done this. And I've also like had to troubleshoot these issues. And, you know, we're, and so we're hearing this over and over from people who go through our program is that they're able to hit the ground running in a way that they wouldn't have been able to before. Yeah. I wanted to actually talk to you about that is, um, you know, like you said, a lot of firms are are looking for students going through your program. What, what are like the actual like hard skills that firms are looking for? You know, are they looking for people who just know Excel spreadsheets and e-money inside and out? Are they looking for those soft skills of how to deal with clients? Like what is, what do you have like maybe a stack ranking of what what firms are looking for most (laughs) often? (laughs) So this is another project. Stay tuned. You'll um, hopefully in a couple of months, I'll be going public with something that we've been working on this. Um, So when I think about what are firms looking for? So there's what a firm's saying they're looking for. And I think what a firm's And what are they really looking, looking for? for? Yeah, yeah, like those are two different things, right? <laughs> what are um, those so, buzzwords they're looking for on the cover right. sheet and resume? <laughs> so I think they're looking for, so I think what firms are saying they're looking for, they're looking for designations, really like they're lo- really looking for a commitment to financial planning, right? Like they want to like 
firms, oftentimes it's a huge risk to hire somebody, especially if you're going to a smaller firm. Uh, there's a lot that they have on, on the line for hiring somebody. So they want to know that there's going to be, you know, some really key like skill sets that they have. Um, what do I think they're actually looking for? And I've never had a firm actually tell me these skills, but if I was to quantify a lot of these skills, um, so one, I think critical thinking um, is a key one. They mm-hmm. want to be able to, and again, some of this is going to go to our lack of training in this space, training and development. Firms don't know how to train and develop, and they really struggle with this. There's obviously some outstanding firms who do this extraordinarily well, but far and away, most firms don't know how to do this. But we look at these critical thinking skills. This is the problem solving skills. You're going to go into a firm and you're going to be charged with running the paperwork, opening accounts, and you're going to get a NIGO, which is a not in good order. And you're going to have to figure (laughs) it out. PTSD for my uh, my paperwork days. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you think about the skills that are going into that, it's like, you have to, first of all, understand what's actually happening. You have to be able to figure out who do I call to solve this problem? There's so many, oftentimes there's different ways of solving it. Um, Firm owners aren't going to be able to hold your hand through all that. Um, Obviously they'll hopefully give you some baseline training, but the skill that you need is really this problem solving, critical thinking of saying, how do I actually like take this from zero to completion? And I think that's one of the skills that people really, really want to to see. Um, Another skill is going to be, you know, and okay, so that's a problem solving. We're also seeing this with our e-money. I mean, and, you know, in the externship, we're not like naming this necessarily as problem solving, critical thinking, but my gosh, if you want to know how to mess up a client's financial situation, go into e-money and change some of the assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to know how, like you think about the level of, you know, skills of a financial planner are, we can think big picture and then go in the weeds and then go big picture and then go in the weeds. You have to be able to do that. And we have to be able to troubleshoot and understand those relationships. So I think uniquely in our space, we have this need for this critical thinking, decision-making um, skill set of, you know, we do, we record client meetings and we share them. And, um, I just did a commentary yesterday, yesterday evening on, on one of them. And, um, this client, we spent all this time working on their pension, like literally, like if they were watching these meetings, they were doing all this work on this pension, figuring out the details, like seeing what the key decisions were, key decisions were, you know, if it's inflation tied to it or not inflation. And I get into a client meeting and out of nowhere, first thing that out of their mouth is, so I was just told that my pension is going away <laughs> oh, first oh thing. And I'm just like, oh my oh, gosh, man. Like, like really? And and like, it's, it's exactly what happens in financial planning, right? Like that's why, yep. that's why that's a valued relationship. And so immediately I'm like, I mean, you can see me in this video being like, okay, what does this impact? How are we going to do this? How are we navigate this? <laughs> and their question is, am I okay? Like, it's a great question, you know, um, but like those, like to handle a situation like that, that's those critical thinking. That's those leadership skills. How do you guide a client through those conversations? Those are the things I think planners are like firms are really looking for those kind of soft skills, um, that, that they're looking for. Uh, and you know, it's a lot of career changers are really good at this mm-hmm. <laughs> that, and, you know, and that's why I think it's so attractive to a lot of career changers is that they've done this in their past lives. It's just applying it in a little bit of a different way. And they just need to kind of know, like, what are the hard skills? And then how do I start kind of being able to connect those dots? And then as it continues and the complexity grows, they're going to be able to level up in, in that as well. Yeah. I've had, you know, I've worked at a few firms over the years and pretty much every single boss I've had at those firms has always said, you know, 
we can teach the hard skills. You know, it's, it's easy to teach someone how to use software or Excel or, you know, what the IRA mm-hmm. contribution limit is. The things we can't really teach are those, you know, soft skills of thinking on your feet, adapting to situations, yeah. uh, predicting, you know, <laughs> that that's something uh, my dad drove home to me growing up, you know, helping him out around the house is like, you know, you should know I need that hammer before I know I need it. So, you know, have it ready to go. <laughs> and that's, yep. that's something you got to do with clients. You know, you got to know what it a is. client needs before a client even knows that they need it. Well, one of the other things that we're finding um, in just some of our work is being able to do, again, kind of the nuts and bolts things of a firm, like meeting notes. I mean, it's a big one. Yeah. We're finding that in our training uh, training program with our Amplify Planning Core is we ask everybody who does it, if they're going for experience hours to take meeting notes. And almost always the first meeting notes are kind of terrible. <laughs> and then they get to see mine. But what? But we think about the skills that go into a meeting notes. You are having to listen to what the client is saying, be able to translate that into information. And then you're having to translate that again. So you're translating what the client is saying, understanding what's actually happening, right? Translating it then to what do you put into our CRM system? And then what do you send to the client? How do you translate it in a way that a client understands? And then how do you translate that into action items with timelines for the firm? Like there's a lot that goes into that. And so that's one of the other key things that we're finding in a lot of our training is that if we can help somebody get really good at the meeting notes, those are going to be those skills that are going to help help lead for success uh, because it's, Again, it's it's one thing to understand like the CFP question of how contribution for IRAs work or you know whatever it may be. It's a whole other thing to listen to a conversation and be like, okay, how does this apply? How do we communicate this well effectively to the client as well as the person who's going to be doing the paperwork to make this happen? Um, those are very interesting, like just really coarse competencies is the word I would use. Yeah, and especially you know financial industry more than almost any other meeting notes are so important because it's just a compliance issue. You know, they drive home, you got to keep good meeting notes because it protects you in the case of, you know, something bad happening and the client coming back and are you, and then you can just, oh, well, on this date at this time, we discussed it and I explained what the risks were and you said, you know what, do it anyways. And, you know, don't come back at me and and blame me for, uh, for the investment going, uh, going the wrong way. (laughs) Well, and it just makes it so much easier. My goodness, we've changed our meeting notes to where we like section them out now of like investment planning, retirement planning, all of these. I can't tell you the number of times when I was early in my career, I had a smaller client base. I could remember a lot of it. Like I was yeah. pretty good at like being like, mm-hmm. I know my clients. I still know my clients, but there's more times now where I'm like, what did we agree on this? I can't remember. <laughs> what did we do in the last meeting? Yeah. And part of this is I have three kids five and under. So I think <laughs> that's part of it. Um but it's just such a critical piece um, to our practice. And, you know, any good practice, you should be replaceable. And I'm not replaceable if it's all in my head or if I'm not taking good meeting notes or if it's, I mean, I've seen some crazy things. If it's just like on a sheet of paper that like only I can understand, you know? <laughs> yep. I remember uh, one firm I worked for, I was a junior advisor and the uh, main advisor was uh, was kind of a big deal at the firm. So he got a second office for his filing cabinets because he oh, wrote yep. everything that he was. He also like saved anytime like a investment would mail a prospectus, he would save that prospectus. So he literally had an Ooh. entire office of filing cabinets uh, with like prospectuses going back to the 70s. It was crazy. <laughs> I have digitized two offices of that. Mm-hmm. I there is a better way of doing it i promise yes (laughs) anybody's listening (laughs) and i have a few questions on um 
your program uh, specifically as it relates to candidates for the CFP certification, because yeah. that's who we talk to most of the time yeah. uh, over here at BIF. So just knowing what you know about who goes into the program, about how they interact with the materials, about the outcomes, right? What would you say is the best time for a candidate to enter your externship? Is it kind of before the CFP, during, after? So we have asked our externs this because um, it's, it's we, so one of our survey questions at the very beginning of the externship was where are you at in your CFP journey? Like, have you even started? Have you even started with the CFP program? Are you taking the classes? Are you finished the classes? Are you studying for exam? Like, where are you at? And what was fascinating to me, and I honestly didn't expect this, was that it was divided almost equally over those groups, (laughs) (laughs) which I was like, okay, well, that's not really helpful in answering this question. Um, What we find is people get different things out of it at different times when they go through it. And so we get a good number of people who retake the externship. And so it's really good if you are, you know, a career changer who is kind of toying with this idea of, is this something I actually want to pursue? You know, one of our goals is we want to show what financial planning looks like instead of just like talking about what it is. And so it's really, really good for that. Um, We're hearing career changers or um, in colleges and universities, oh my gosh, career centers are loving this program because they're, they're being innovative in their space because they're able to say like, if I could have this for every single major where you could virtually, you know, asynchronously. So on your time, be able to spend eight weeks kind of diving into what does this career look like? They're like, that would help us so much. And so we're finding that a lot of in universities, freshmen and sophomores is a good place where they're, they don't know what they want to do. And um, so we're finding that's a good space and um, for this as well. Um, if you're already taking classes, you're committed to this. We are going to give you very actionable things to build your skills. Like hundred percent, you are going to be using the software. Uh, we, we don't, there's nothing too complicated. You know, I do full walkthroughs of all of this stuff. I teach through like all the different scenarios, but you're out there building Roth conversions. You're doing some of the tougher stuff that you have to do in the software. We are very intentional with how we train. Like we're, you know, my husband is an education background. So he's very involved in making sure that we we're really building on this. Um, so if you're kind of, you'll, you'll get those hard skills, you'll see how it applies. Um, if you're in those class, you know, in kind of in the classes, you're going to see how, I mean, the last meeting that we shared with, with the externs, I don't know if this is good or bad. Some people are like, this was so painful for me to watch. Other people were like, oh my gosh, I see how this is connecting. We had a client who we kind of followed throughout the externship um, of, she was recently divorced, managing her assets. We built this beautiful financial plan. It was wonderful, beautiful financial plan. And she was overspending it consistently. And -hmm. so then we were having the conversation of like, okay, but this is your money. This is how much you have left. Here's how much you're spending. Here's the impact of that. And here's the changes. And people are able to see the tension that happens in those meetings. They're able to yeah. see the real life application of this. It's really easy to tell somebody that they need to live off of $6,500 a month. Really easy. It's really hard to have a conversation with them when they're not doing it. And they get to see that and see that tension of, of all of that. And so we're finding that it's really good. Um, real, it's really a all the spaces, it's really, you know, what do people need? What do the people want? 
um, and, and giving them that perspective. It is intensive. So when we say 20 hours a week, we actually mean 20 hours a week. <laughs> so like know that a lot of people use their life situations to dictate that. Um, you know, the negative feedback we hear on the externship, that's really what it's tied to is like, it was just a lot of work to do on top of my day job, on top of raising kids, you know, and, and we have other solutions outside of that, but we really throw, like, we really make this an intensive program, um, to really help you. We also have people who just kind of audit it, um, and take, they'll just be like, I don't need the experience hours. I just want to hear the experts, or I just want to see the client meetings, or I just want to do this or that. And they kind of pick and choose. And we're thrilled with that as well. So yeah, with that experience hours, that's a, a big draw of the program as well, because it, uh, the program grants it, what is it, 300 hours towards a... So it's 180 experience hours towards the standard pathway. So it's and standard then we, pathway, yep. Yep. So that's going to be the externship. We also have our Amplify Planning Core program, mm -hmm. um, which now we have over 600 um, experience hours that people can get in that program if they go through oh, all wow. of the different pieces. And then we're adding to that... Um, almost on a monthly basis. And then we're adding a lot of more experiential elements into that right now um, because we're hearing from people. They're like, Hannah, it's great watching you. I'd probably do things a little different. And is there any way for me to play out how I would be a financial planner on this? And so we're adding in some even more experiential elements um, to that Amplify Planning Core. That, yeah, that's a huge risk because I care from so many students, you know, how do I, it's like the chicken and the egg problem, you know, can't get yep. a job without experience, but how do you get the experience hours without being able to get a job? So, you know, 180 yep. and then huge uh, issue. 600 hours is uh, is huge. So that's pretty unique in the like CFP, uh, CFP space. There's not really any other, I mean, there's the FPA internship program that I'm aware of, but I don't really know of anything else that grants experience hours like that. How did you, you know, develop that relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, CFP board's been a partner for a long time and, you know, what we do differently. So we really focus on the experiential element. And so everything we're doing is based out of a real client experience. And so that's really kind of what's, what's changed, like how we're different from a lot of people. Um, there's lots of CE out there. I take CE on a regular basis. Obviously I may see if I have to do that. We make yep. CE, um, you know, if you, if you just want CE, if you watch a client meetings, like we're, that's all CE eligible, but really what separates us is that experiential element of saying like, this isn't just me lecturing on how to do it. Like you're actually like taking the investment statements, analyzing the investment statements, you're helping build this client's plan. And um, so it's not, it's fundamentally different. Um, after, and I will tell you from just a course creation, you guys know this, building out the experiential piece is far more difficult than building out just the CE. Um, but you know, we're, so CFP board has been really fortunate. They're a really key partner for us um, in doing all of this um, because they're really invested in having excellent CFPs as well. I mean, they see the same problems that we're talking about of the lack of experience gap. And we really think we can come in and help fill this gap. Uh, but yeah, so one of the key differences for us is everything centers around that client meeting. And when we look at the experience for the standard pathway, that's really kind of how we qualify under that um, and and why we have such a good partnership with the CFP board right now. That's awesome. Yeah. And that is a, a huge boost to uh, to students. You know, a lot of them are looking for that. And that's honestly why I first became aware of your program and started recommending mm -hmm. uh, students to your program is so many students were coming to me and saying, hey, you know, I, I can't get a job because these firms say I don't have any experience. I don't have any experience hours to add the CFP to my uh, to my business card. You know, how do I get it's, a jump start on that? It's the number one question we hear too. 
it's such a, such a problem. And then people realize like, they don't want just like, this is what's so cool. When people come to us, they like, we surveyed. Um, so we surveyed this year, it was like 95% of people coming into financial planning. And this is a talent pipeline into our field. 95% are doing this because they want to help people. And just by that nature, this is not like starting salary is literally our lowest reason why people are coming into this field. Mm -hmm. It is to help people. And with that, they don't want to harm people. And they know that they don't just need experience hours. They want to be great at what they do. There's this desire of like this excellence. There's this desire of like, like, yes, we want to get our experience to get our CFP, but they want to be excellent at what they want to do. And that's, what's so cool to me in in working with this group. Like, it's not just, I want to check the box. It's like, I want to be better so that I can provide good service to clients. This is Adam from the Biff crew. Now, if you're listening into the podcast and you're finding our conversations of interest, if you're finding the material that we talk about helpful, if you're looking to take your knowledge personal financial planning to the next level, then you need to consider the Bryant University and Biff CFP education program. This program was written and it's delivered by the Biff team. And one of the things that we pride ourselves on is being accessible to serve as your guides and support you for the entire CFP education journey. And all throughout that journey, you have access to practitioners and to experts that are gonna help you to understand these concepts and also help to best prepare you for your CFP exam. So if you're looking for a CFP education program with great support and the Biff Bites crew, then the Bryant University Biff CFP education is for you. For more information, visit bryantcfp.com. So, I mean, the program's been going for four years now. So four you kind of have, uh, uh, you know, some experience under your your own belt <laughs> as far as you know what's yeah. what the trends are. Any kind of interesting trends that you're noticing? Is there, you know, more women yeah. coming to the program? Is there more, uh, you know, minorities? Like, what what what's kind of that looking like? <laughs> Yeah. Well, what's fascinating to me is we started this program and again, we were just trying to solve a need. Like we were just trying to help people, which again, you can see the trend of financial planning and what we're, yeah. Uh, And we have consistently 40% of our externs, 40% of the whole group of the externs are people of color. Uh, and we are seeing, so we're seeing, you know, that is vastly different than what the field is right now, yeah. uh, financial planning in general. And so what we learned, um, and is that we are providing an access point to financial planning that never existed. So think about this in order to become a financial planner, you have to quite literally give up years of your life. Um, years of your life. You're not like, I mean, you still can enjoy other things. You're not like going to prison, but <laughs> not in de- you know, servitude. <laughs> right. Like it's that, so, depends which firm you're at. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but you're often, you know, from an education standpoint, you're giving up years of, of your life, right. Of opportunity cost, if you will, you're giving up often tens of thousands of dollars, especially if you're going through a university program of opportunity costs, just to be able to get a job into a firm and see if this is what you like. 
That's a huge commitment. And, you know, we look at this even from a university standpoint of internships. Every single year, we have multiple people who are in the externship because they have a construction job. They can't afford to do an internship because they're paying for their school. All of those people have been ruled out of our field. The number of single parents that we have, it's a lot. We have stay-at-home parents who are looking to get back in the workforce. They would never be able to go do an internship to see if this is something that they want to do. We have excluded so many people people in our field by the barriers to entry to even to even get a glimpse to see if they want to be in this field. And then when they get that glimpse, we're not even talking about if it's a good glimpse or if it's one where they like it's a soul crushing job and those are out there for sure. And so we've what we realized is by doing this externship We've eliminated barriers to entry into financial planning. One of the things I'm so proud of is our like demographics, it reflects our country's demographics. And like it's it's so there's not that there's this lack of interest from mm-hmm. people who traditionally haven't been able to get into financial planning. It's that all of the barriers that we have unknowingly put up there, it doesn't work. It does, it just doesn't work. I mean, career changers, how many career changers like they have to quit their job? to like go work at a firm, that's a big barrier Uh, versus now we can say like, hey, this is what it looks like. Here's how you can get prepared. Here's what the salary studies are saying. Here's the type of firm that you're going to excel in. We're giving them so much more information before they can take that jump. And so that's when one of the big trends that we've realized is what we've done is we're, we're an access point to financial planning that wasn't there before. And so we're able to, um, as we often say internally, put out a welcome mat to this field of financial planning and mm-hmm. introduce people in a space that just wasn't ever there before. I'd imagine that um, <clears throat> just from having all these people come together and having them go through all your materials and you know just be in the experience as a cohort, that you'd experience what we see in our end when we're going through a CFP review cohort where there's a lot of camaraderie that builds mm-hmm. um, just through those shared experiences and being on the same path together. And I mean, what you're offering is very, very unique uh, just in, in the space altogether. Yeah. But I'd imagine the people that are in it, working through it together um, could form some great contacts with one another that are going to be helpful to them as they move forward. I mean, is there a space within yeah. your program for the people to, to, you know, go in a forum or like get in touch with each other. So we have forums, people are messaging each other. Um, We're, I mean, it's one of the big things we're looking at for next year of how to facilitate some of this a little bit better. Um, But absolutely. So we have study groups that were created from the 2020 externship that are still meeting. Uh, Isn't that, and so we're getting, you know, we're hearing career changers who are connecting with other career changers in their spot. There's whole, um, there's a book club that came out of this one, this externship. So we're not even involved in that. They're just kind of building these relationships, which is just, gosh, it's just the coolest thing uh, to see that um, that camaraderie. We have an extern alumni group. So every month we're, you know, we send this out to all of our extern alumni and saying like, hey, you know, this is, we're bringing in experts. And we had an extern this year say, you know, really what we need is community. Like we really just want to talk to other people. And so we're completely redoing that. So every month we're going to just host a space with breakout rooms for externs to connect with each other. And that, like that's what they want is just it's that wonderful. connection. And so we're really kind of, you know, really putting a priority on that. Um, we've, so yeah, kind of having the time and space to do that now, which is really cool. 
That's awesome. great. So encouraging to hear. And um, yeah, we see that with, with our people as well, that I, I recently went out to coffee with someone who was in our program, who was local um, just for a celebratory. She earned her CFP marks, got oh, her first so job. Cool. So we got to celebrate that together. And she shared that the same people she was collaborating with uh, to study, like her, her study, little study partners, they're all in touch with each other constantly, they're helping each other out with the job yeah. search, they're sharing ideas and great resources. So I know how exciting that is to see uh, that you're, you're apart and bringing those people together that are then going to form these potentially lifelong career yeah. relationships with one another. So you get to grow really old awesome. with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, that's the thing is you don't have to do this alone. And like, that's, what's just so neat is we, we just don't have to do this alone and we can do this together, which is really, really cool. Do you think that, uh, this drift, I, I know the numbers, uh, I'll step back for a moment. I know that the yeah. numbers, as far as number of advisors that are at some of the bigger broker dealers versus those that are independent in the RIA space, that the, the BDs still tower over the independent space, <clears throat> but at least what we've seen and, and what I've, I've experienced is that there is more allure there's a little drift toward that ind independent space do you think that that is something that's getting people through the door too because if if i run through that thought process i think all right i want to open my own shop and i'm really motivated and i have a lot of the knowledge and i i'm, I'm missing the experiential piece and i i want to get some of those good reps before i really start taking the leap into shaping my firm into figuring out what my niche would be. Is that helpful? Do you get that feedback from students mm -hmm. that come through that this is my dream is to open up my own firm? Yeah. So we um, asked the question, why are you interested in financial planning? And consistently sure. every year between 50 and 55% of our people, uh, the externs say that path to entrepreneurship is one of the reasons Whoa. why they're joined. Isn't that cool? So one out of yeah. two people, that's something that they're interested in. Um, and so we're finding that that's, that's an interesting pathway. What's so what's, so that's one trend that we're seeing another trend. And this is going to be, you know, when I talk to firms, this is something that comes out is a lot of these firms don't have the culture that these new planners coming into the space want. Mm -hmm. So these people coming into the space, we're talking career changers who are wildly successful in their past jobs, who are saying, I am sick of just doing corporate finance. I just want to help somebody over and over and over. We're hearing, I just want to help people. I just want to help people. And so we're seeing this trend. And then even the college students, I mean, this is Gen Z, this, that, that is Gen Z, right? I mean, I know career yeah. changes, but that's, it's one of the hallmarks of this, this younger generation. And so they're coming into these workforce and coming into financial planning and saying, you know, we have these values you know, career changers are saying, I'm not willing, I'll stay working at my day job before I'll switch and do it, something that's not meaningful. And so we're getting this, this like almost these, like this culture clash of the talent coming in, demanding better from our firms, demanding that like, no, it's not enough. I'm not just going to sit back here and do paperwork with no pathway to actually help people. Or, you know what, like, it's great that we can help people with $10 million. And I want to do that. And nobody in my life fits that. 
how can I help the people in my life? Because you know what? Those people that in my life are the ones that inspired me to get into this field in the first place. And how are we going to be able to help them? And so I see this large culture clash that we're having of, you know, this, 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 you know, traditionally financial planning has been for, I mean, you go to most of the consultants and they say, if you want to have a successful firm, I mean, I worked with a coach. I love her dearly, but she was like, you have to have a million dollar minimum. And my job as a coach is to get your confidence up to where now it's a $5 million minimum. And once you get to $5 million minimum, yep. that is a $10 million minimum. And that is true. And there's another way of doing business as well. And I think what's fascinating about this group coming in is they're going to demand change from these firms. And so it's going to be this question of who's going to change. How are they going to change? Because we hear war for talent all the time. You go into the, any of the publications, it's how do we find talent? How do we grow and develop the talent? And there's a huge problem here. All the statistics say that. And we look at this and like, so firms are like, why can't we hire talent and talents? They're saying, why can't we find firms that we want to work with? And it's, I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's not a good middle place for them to meet and connect, but there's also this cultural difference and firms are going to have to change and evolve. And I think when we look at, you know, the RAA space, the independent space allows just inherently for more flexibility to do some of that evolution. Um, you know, you look at some of the broker dealers traditionally, there's high barriers. I mean, there's a lot of them out there where if you don't have 300,000 GDC, like you're out in a year or two mm -hmm. years. And a lot of people are saying, I mean, yeah, I might be able to hit that. I mean, we had several people in our externship who are just like, I have been courted by firms for a decade to come work for them because I'm the one at this big company. I'm the one running these out. Like I'm running the lunch and learns and my large company. I have all these connections. They want my Rolodex, but I want something more. And it's just this fascinating, like culture shift that we're seeing in financial planning. And it makes me so excited because yeah. <laughs> these externs are going to change things. And it's like, yes, like I am so here for that. <laughs> You're on the That's ground awesome. floor. That's it. Must be just <laughs> fascinating to see evolve and yeah. yeah, and and just seeing how firms are going to respond. And what's cool is we are seeing that we're seeing that 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 shift, and what we're also seeing again, fifty percent of our people are saying path to entrepreneurship. And when you look at that fifty percent, they're not going to see the change. They're going to make the change. They're just going to go start their own firms and they're going to do, and they're going to experiment and they're going to evolve. And we're really showing them, you know, one of the things I'm passionate about is each week in the externship, we show how you can help somebody with financial planning who's starting from zero um, or, or negative um, in some situations. And what's so exciting to me is we're saying, here's all these different ways of helping people. And we have half of this group that's saying, if they're not going to provide a solution over there, I'm going to create a solution to help people. And it's just so exciting. The innovation that I see all these externs are going to, are going to be doing. That's awesome. Well, you know, we are in education uh, from ourselves, you know, what, what can we do then to better help these, uh, these students kind of make the transition? What are you seeing kind of lacking from just the pure education side of it that you think, uh, you know, the schools can do better? Well, you'd be better at that. I think when I look at what schools have to do for students, like it's so much, there's so much just knowledge that you guys have to build off of that. When I look at just like the amount of information that you have to teach and 
grade. Like you have to basically show that people know all of this. It is such a mountain of information. So you might be better at critiquing what the professors, you know, and schools are doing. <laughs> I think when I think about the financial planning as a whole, I view the professors and this university as they are the gears. They are the engine that is making this financial planning a profession. I like truly, if you look at where we started to where we are today, I think it's one of the most unsung um, I mean, unsung heroes, but like one of like, truly like the, the progress we've made from a university standpoint of building out that ground floor, I think is one of the biggest storylines in financial planning. If we look over decades, uh, it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's training people, uh, to, to where they can graduate and, you know, get their CFP. It's that training and development, but also that research piece. Again, I think it's, it is the engine that is like working, that it's going to be what propels us to really getting that full profession status and being the profession that changes lives. Like that's, what's so crazy. So I'm like, hands down in awe of what you know, the academics have done to help financial planning. So you might be able to critique it a little bit more uh, than <laughs> I am. Um, but, you know, we've talked to professors all the time who are like, we love what you're doing, Hannah. And they have no room in their classes to fit this, or they're trying to. And I mean, you guys just have so much that you guys have to do in each class. It's really, really hard. Um, and that's why you guys need, like, that's why we all partner together. If I had to teach what you guys teach, it'd be a mess. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's, it's all kind of pieces together. Definitely. Well, to kind of close it out, probably the the question yeah. on uh, all of our students' lips that they're probably, you know, keeping them up at night is, you know, how do they land that first job in the industry? Mm -hmm. Is there any, you know, one piece of advice you'd give to students to kind of help them in, in getting that first, you know, foot in the door? So number one, obviously, you know, talk to, I mean, do the externship, kind of know where you want to land, right? You know, one of the big pieces of advice I often give to people is <clears throat> find somebody that you want to be like, find 10 people you want to be like, go on their LinkedIn and just see where their career track. You can, you can literally track what they've done with their careers. See if there's commonalities with that. If you're finding that everyone that you want to be like has worked at Vanguard, go work at Vanguard. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of see some of those patterns. So that's one thing to do. Um, two is just start networking with people. Um, you know, I'm in the Dallas area. We have a really strong FPA chapter and there are usually the next gen leaders know who's looking for jobs and know who, um, the firms that are looking for jobs. That's just kind of who it is. Um, go get involved there talk to people say like, Hey, I'm interested in the field. Where should I go? Dallas, Fort Worth. I know we're going to miss the deadline on this um, for this, but they have a career day. It's one of the best places to go get internships and jobs in Dallas area. Um, so that networking piece, some really practical places to go right now. Um, CFP board has their kind of job board, which I know you guys share as well. Schwab has also created a job board. And right now is a uniquely good time for candidates to go apply there uh, because it's disproportion of more firms and candidates. Um, so if you go to RA Talent Connect, um, that's going to be a good place to connect, kind of connect with different firms um, as well. Unfortunately, there's not a good, like, we're not developed in the way that accounting firms, uh, the accounting field is, or the law field is, where we can really like, this is, this is the, the thing to do to, to work your way up. Um, it's a little bit of the wild west, which again, any strength is, has a weakness, you know, kind of goes back and forth. You can do so much in this field. You can really create your own career path, but there's not that defined career path. So it's a little, you know, little 
uh, give and take, um, but put it on your LinkedIn. One of the things um, somebody said about the externship that they loved is they went and just followed all the experts or connected with all the experts. And they're like, my LinkedIn feed is so good right now. And it's like, <laughs> yes, like that's a good example of, you know, um, that's great. But, but professors are a great one. I mean, that's how I got my first, like my job, my real first job uh, was a connection from a professor uh, with a lady who would have never put a job out. Like she'd have never put a job application out or a job posting out. So there's not like a final good answer for that, but those are some of the things that, that you can do to help kind of increase, increase success. Oh, definitely, definitely good advice. Uh, and yeah, certainly on the tips of everyone's minds, just because uh, it, it is scary, you know, <laughs> thinking about where that next paycheck is coming from uh, yeah. and financial planning in general, uh, especially if you're running your own firm. Uh, that's <laughs> not the not the most stable uh, uh, profession either. <laughs> There's a lot, you know, and I was just talking to somebody else that's unrelated to financial planning. Um, it was actually a client who runs their own business and they were talking about, you know, different opportunities. And I was like, you know. I just kind of off the cuff was like, the best business advice is know thyself <laughs> is like, know who you are, what fits with you and, and do that. There's some amazing financial planners that are not very good business owners. Actually, there's a lot of examples of that. Yeah. Know who you are, just know who you are and, and own that space uh, because we need more people and we need people who have your strengths. And that's what's so, so exciting about this field. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's awesome. Thank you uh, so much for joining us, Hannah. This was great. Hopefully our uh, students got a lot out of it. Um, you know, if they're interested in, uh, in taking the externship, where where can they find you? You know, anything you want to plug? Yeah. Absolutely. So you can go to the externship.com backslash or sorry, it is the externship.com. Um, it redirects to amplifiedplanning.com slash externship. If you're curious about seeing a client meeting, if you go to amplifiedplanning.com, create a free account, uh, you will get access to, to a client meeting and you'll get the chance to do meeting notes, do all the experiential elements um, that we do for each meeting. So if you go to our website, Amplify Planning, just create a free account and you will get access um, to a client meeting and you can just see it and see like, is this something that, you know, it's, it's an intro meeting. So you can just see kind of what does that client discovery process look like? Uh, but yeah, join us over at Amplify Planning. You can also follow me on LinkedIn as well. We share a lot of information over there as well. Awesome. That is great. Uh, well, hopefully uh, all of our listeners uh, took a little knowledge away from this. Uh, we are keep, uh, you know, plugging along towards the November uh, CFP exam. We're uh, right in the heart of things, Adam. We're coming up uh, almost on the halfway mark. Yeah, we're getting there. And uh, we we feel it in the live sessions that we're doing, right? I mean, there's a huge amount of questions being asked, which is always good to see. And uh, people just learning week to week, making progress visiting your deep dive sessions to tackle those tough concepts. Uh, so yeah, we are, we are in it. Um, but feeling really hopeful about this, this cohort, people <laughs> working really hard. Definitely. Well, uh, good luck to all uh, our students who are studying and we will see you all next week. Mm -hmm.